Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the place you'll get out over the ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Thursday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS, the number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We're rock and rolling all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Got Moist Mike, Carlos with the K, jamming out with me, Dante Moncrief, the former NFL wide receiver, and he'll be an honorary captain for Ole Miss in their bowl game up against Penn State. We'll stop by 20 minutes from now and coming your way at the top of the hour, NBC, Big Ten college football analyst, former quarterback Todd Blackledge will join us. Whole lot to get to today. And we're going to do something right out of the gate that we usually don't do. And that's actually play an audio clip. And when we give you this audio clip, I think it's going to cause a reaction with a lot of people. And I understand why you would react this way. But I actually think the move would be the right move for the Dallas Cowboys. Here is NFL insider Jordan Schultz on FS1 yesterday talking about Dak Prescott. Remember, Dak Prescott has one more year left on his contract, and he's a free agent after 2024 if he wants to be because he has a no-franchise tag clause in his last contract. Here is Jordan Schultz on the future of Dak. He's going to get between 55 and 60 million. Now, we already seen Joe Burrow get that 55 number. Dak Prescott has an opportunity to reset it. I think the floor is around 55. Remember, both sides highly motivated. And don't forget, he has a no trade and no tag clause. He has all the leverage. I was just at owners meetings in Dallas. There is no question that both Dak and Dallas, Jerry, oh. want to get that thing done. He's a Dallas Cowboy quarterback in the sense of Staubach and Aikman. That's the type of season he's having, and he has earned it. And remember, we don't see great quarterbacks go to free agency. If he doesn't get paid, he becomes a free agent after next season at around 31 years old. Yeah. That does not happen, and it's not going to happen. I don't care what you say about this individual season for the Dallas Cowboys and the way that we look at Dak Prescott as well. Can we stop with the stall back and with the Aikman stuff? Like, let the guy get to an NFC championship game first before we're comparing him or even talking about the way that we view Stallback and Aikman is similarly to Dak. So that's the one part of the conversation by Jordan Schultz that I find laughable. And I think a lot of people that hear that audio clip are expecting me to say, wow, what a massive mistake this would be 
by the drama Dallas choking Cowboys. And you guys know I thoroughly enjoy when the Cowboys do something stupid. But what else are the Cowboys going to do? I'm not saying that it isn't an overpay. But that's what happens in this NFL pay structure for a quarterback when you are a good or a very good quarterback. Which, be critical of Dak all you want. Acknowledge Dak Prescott isn't a great quarterback like I have. But Dak Prescott is still a good or a very good quarterback. And for years in the NFL, right or wrong, we've seen good or very good quarterbacks get great quarterback money because they could always go back to their team and make the argument that either they are great or they can make the argument, well, what else are you going to do if I walk out the door? And I look at two quarterbacks this year that have both been severely criticized, and a lot of it has been fair through the last five to ten years. Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. I don't know if there's been two quarterbacks in the NFL this year that have improved their individual stock more than Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. And I say this not being a believer that Kirk Cousins ever wins a Super Bowl, and the same can be said for Dak Prescott. But Dak this year has been good. Dak has been solid. At one point, I never listened to this, and I never entertained it. But there was a three- to four-week stretch where people were saying he's going to be the MVP of the NFL. And then the Cowboys do what the Cowboys do best. Up against Buffalo, no show. But then Dak actually showed up in that game up against the Dolphins, gets that go-ahead touchdown drive, and then it was the defense that did crumble. So Dak Prescott this year has put himself in a spot where he hasn't been the reason so far why the Cowboys aren't going to get to where some people think they should go. Now, come playoff time, if they go up against San Francisco 49ers, and let's say he has the ball late, and he's not able to get the ball down the field and give them the lead or at least tie the game, then the conversation still may change. But I don't think one individual moment is going to change the entirety of a season where you would then say, we're not going to pay Dak Prescott. Because I don't know where else the Cowboys are going to go. Like, you could say, oh, go draft a quarterback. They're never going to be bad enough where they're going to be picking in the top five. And I know the Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes and the Bills traded up to get Josh Allen. But A, that's not easy, number one. And number two, how many years do we sit here and we hear about a quarterback draft class or we hear about quarterbacks coming from college and all of a sudden they get into the NFL and then they stink? And could you imagine the egg on the face that the Cowboys would have if they got rid of Dak Prescott and then never found someone that could be better than Dak Prescott. And that's coming from someone where I don't even love Dak Prescott as a quarterback. And I don't think in terms of value, yeah, Dak Prescott is a 55 or a $60 million guy, but it doesn't matter if I have that opinion. Dak could talk himself into getting a contract that resets the market because he's good enough. And the same could be said for Kirk Cousins. Now, I don't think Kirk is going to get a long-term deal and that lucrative of a deal. I think it would be on a shorter two- or three-year deal. And Minnesota has won some games without Kirk Cousins, but now they're starting Jaron Hall. So we've seen them go from Josh Dobbs after Kirk Cousins got hurt to Nick Mullins and now Jaron Hall. 
they don't have an answer at the quarterback position. And guys like Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne and TJ Hawkinson, they'll all tell you when Kirk gets ready to hit free agency next year, the right move would be to bring Kirk Cousins back. Because once again, who are you bringing in for next season that's going to be better? Like, you want to throw out Russell Wilson? I'd rather have Dak Prescott, and I'd also rather have Kirk Cousins right now on either the Cowboys or the Vikings than, than Russell Wilson. I mean, I would have said that two, three years ago, and that's even with Russ having an improved year this year. But he's still not better than Dak, and he's still not better than Kirk. You want to say trade for Justin Fields? Okay, like I could entertain trading for Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is potential. You're hoping Justin Fields turns out to be something. And maybe Justin Fields, if he puts it all together, has a higher ceiling than Kirk Cousins and then also Dak Prescott. Maybe, but I don't know that because potential means you haven't done it yet. And I also don't know if the Bears are trading Justin Fields. So for the short term, It is the right move for the Cowboys after this year because it's one year left on the contract. You don't want to get Dak annoyed where at the end of that deal, he's like, all righty, I got a similar deal somewhere else. I'm going to go there. And then you're left there saying, well, man, we have nowhere to go. And we weren't anticipating this uh, with someone. So I think you got to get this deal done. Now, you could also argue that Dak should take fewer dollars Because Dak needs talent around him. Heck, all quarterbacks need talent around him. Like, we all know how great Patrick Mahomes is. Look at the year that the Chiefs are having. Look at the year that Mahomes is having when you don't have receivers that could simply catch the football. But 9.9 times out of 10, whenever we have this conversation of should a quarterback take less money, we all say, yeah, they should take less money. But rarely is there an instance where you see quarterbacks take less money Because this is a lethal, violent sport. And not even if it wasn't. We're all wanting the most money that we could get. And hey, like for example, I hope uh, Spike Eskin and David Mayernick uh, aren't listening. But if our bosses said, Zach, we want to pay you $30 million. Yeah, I'd be the first person to say I'm not worth $30 million a year. But if someone's willing to pay it, guess what? You're worth it. And Dak has talked himself into a situation this year where even though you're like, wow, 55, $60 million, that's absolutely crazy, and you're not wrong, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do for the next two to four years that will be better than Dak? And that's the biggest problem right now that the NFL has because there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a lot of guys that we say are great quarterbacks, but in reality, there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL. And sometimes just having a good quarterback, it may not win you a Super Bowl, but it keeps you in the playoffs. It gives you a ticket to the dance, and maybe you have a chance to win a a prom king one year. You know, maybe you have a chance to walk away with the Lombardi trophy. So Dak and Kirk Cousins have been two quarterbacks that we have slammed here on CBS Sports Radio. And I've taken my shots at Kirk Cousins. I've taken my shots at Dak Prescott. I still don't think either are going to win a Super Bowl. But I don't think there is a better alternative for the next year or two with the Vikings, 
and then also the Dallas Cowboys, but then to run it back with Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins. And I see Samter already. He's shaking his head. He, he, he's an angry guy right now. He's not happy. And I saw that uh, that beard just shaking, and he was all frustrated. He is as red as a tomato right now. What do you vehemently disagree with what I just said for the last 11 or 12 minutes? I don't disagree with a lot of what you said about Dak and where he stands and where his place is. Mm -hmm. But there is a significant difference between you just getting the most money at this job and working in a sport that has a salary cap and the success of your team directly is based off of how many players and quality players you can fit with salaries under that cap. Well, I hate to break it to you. We do have a salary cap here. It may not be a, a hard number. But there's certain dollars that are allocated to people that they hire here. I understand, but that's that's budget. And they can't budget is different it. than salary cap. And at the end of the day, listen, if CBS Radio said, listen, Zach, we can give you $30 million, but we're going to have to fire every other person who works the network, I can promise you you're not that much of a, of a D-bag. You're going <laughs> to probably not you don't be know down me. for it. Th- you're telling me if they said to me, $30 million you get, and that comes at the expense of, I don't know, the two Everyone. guys I'm working with? No, 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 not the two guys. Everyone. Okay, then what's the number that's that I'm getting, let's just say, if I if I say, you know what, I'm not going to get everybody fired. So then let's say instead of getting $30 million, you're getting $20 million, $18 million. Well, right, that's, not a, so for, that's not a big enough difference, though. Well, I mean, like, it's, a, in, in my it's world, a 30% 18, cut. But in my world, 18 or $20 million, I'm laughing to the bank. That's why it's tough to compare. I know I did no, it. But, so, Us to athletes. I'd right, walk but, out the door for you. But my point is... <laughs> yeah. a, you know what? Yeah. I, I would say I'm taking the 30. Santer, shut the bleep up. Here's a million. Carlos, here's 500,000. Be quiet. If you, <laughs> no, if you did that, if you could, sure. But it doesn't work You'd all thank NFL. me. You all say, wow, Gelb's the greatest. Why do I get half? <laughs> Well, yeah, you're not on the show full time. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you Fine, would do. You know like, what, Carlos? Million and a half sold. Th- this hypothetical situation, it doesn't. We're, we're joking about it, but like at the end of the day, if you're Dak Prescott, the amount of money that you make directly impacts how good of a team that you can field. So yes, and if or you no. want now, listen. If if what you want is to make a lot of money, great. If you mm-hmm. want to be a winning quarterback and dispel the critics and shut people up and say that you can be a winner, then you have to be selfless. Your boy, Tom Brady, and I always yeah. go back to Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Do you think say Tom, it again? Tom he's Brady, the what? He's the GOAT. That's and there's no right. question. I'm not Tom Brady is the GOAT. Do you think Tom Brady wins seven Super Bowls, six with New England, if he took the max amount that he could take every single year? And the Patriots couldn't pay all the guys that they ended up paying. Tom Brady took less. Now, maybe he had a back end. He also didn't have a lot of great players around him. Sure, but, well, no, he did. No, he didn't. He didn't have great receivers, but he had great players. He had good offensive lines. He had great defenses. He had great tight ends every year. Eh, That's not true. Gronk and... Uh, Aaron, Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez, you're about to say? He had very good wide receivers. He had, he had good wide receivers for a couple years. But look at the guys that he won with. For a couple years, Wes Welker, if he didn't get hurt, was a borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, but none of those guys made ridiculous money, really, outside of Gronk. But at the and even the, Gronk was underpaid. But but obviously, they fit it under the salary cap thanks to Brady being able to take less. If Brady was taking but $30 that's million one a year, person. what? That's one person. Yes, and that's the quarterback. And the quarterback, if if the salary cap is $210, Has it $220 million. Has stopped Mahomes from winning another Super Bowl? But Mahomes didn't take the max. Okay, do Mahomes we now look struck- at the – hold on. Do we look at the Bengals now since Joe Burrow got a big payday until he got hurt? Do we say, oh, the Bengals are, are going to fall? No. H- here is the thing. The salary cap – there is ways to work around it. Because every year when I was in Philly, 
or, you know, when I've talked about the Saints, you know, this team can't get under the cap. How are they going to get under the cap? And they all find a way to do so. Guess what? You can always find a way to get under the cap. Guess what? We live in a world where we are selfish, and that's fine. So I can't sit here and say Dak shouldn't take that money when I would take the money and I would I would make the guys that are the salary cap geeks figure it out for everybody else. Because guess what? I'm worth that money. And it's you're, not how it works. You're, you're telling me. Well, it is how it works. It's not how it you, works. So you're telling me they come to you, Samter, and they go, we'll give it's you a different well, job. Hold on. You're telling me you would take Michael Samter would take, let's just say, $100,000 less to get a better team on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio? No, you wouldn't. The job that I have here and Dak Prescott and the Dallas uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback is a different, is much different. It is a false equivalency. Now, if we're talking about being on like a uh, an award winning movie, right? We're, we're we're talking about maybe winning Oscars. We're talking about you know some high level multi million dollar project where we can win Oscars and not. But the only way that we can win this Oscars if we get. Steven Spielberg as our director. But the only way to get Steven Spielberg is for me to take $10 million rather than $30 million. You know what? Maybe it'd be worth it for me because me winning an Oscar, me getting that movie, it's a now different story. Now you're a team player? You're say, a team player now? Say it again. Now you're a team player. I didn't stutter. I said what I said. Yeah, uh, come on. This is When it comes to sports, individual it's different. Decisions. You, can't com- it's not. you can't compare athletes and their contracts and salary caps in a sport to the jobs that you and I Fine. do. It's different. Fine. There's there are been, consequences. There are people who are counting on you. There's been one great quarterback to take less, and I get it. And it's he is Tom the greatest. Brady. But it I can promise well, you, Tom Brady's not winning seven. Stop talking he- for a second. Jeez. But it doesn't mean that there haven't been other guys to win that took the bag and that have took the most money. And you only have so many years to to play this game, and I don't fault anybody. I'm not going to tell Dak to go take less because he's worth what the Cowboys want to pay him. And then guess what? It's up to Jerry Jones, Will McClay, Stephen Jones to figure it the rest out. And guess what? If they want to sign into a 55 to $60 million deal, it's up to them. It's up to them to figure out how to pay the other guys and who gets cut and who moves on. And guess what? That's the ruthless business world that we live in. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Dante Moncrief will join us on the other side. We'll take a break and be back in five. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, rock and rolling. This is Zach Gilb show on CBS Sports Radio. Dante Moncrief going to join us, the former Ole Miss Rebel, played in the NFL for a bunch of years. He's going to be an honorary captain for Ole Miss in their bowl game, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl up against Penn State. And Dante Moncrief is here with us. Dante, appreciate the time. Thanks for it. And how you been? I've been good, man. Uh, Living in Florida now, just with the kids, raising my kids and relaxing. Well, what does this mean to you when uh, Ole Miss called you up and they said, we want you to be an honorary captain for one of these uh, New Year's Six Bowl games? I mean a lot. Uh, Everyone knows how much I love Ole Miss. And then just for them to call me to do it is very, very loving for me, very respectful, and I, I can't wait to get there. How do you look back at your time being a part of Ole Miss for, for three years as a wide receiver? What are the memories that come back to mind? Uh, the brotherhood, friendship, um, the ups and downs, the competition, uh, Ole Miss family just bringing me in as a, as a, as a kid from Raleigh, Mississippi, and um, coming there and just making me feel like I was at home. Talking to Dante Moncrief right now, the job Lane Kiffin has done. He's bringing Ole Miss – uh, to some new heights, uh, has two 10-win seasons right in his four years as their head coach. Just you being someone that was a part of that program, still loves that program, how do you kind of put it into words, the job that Lane Kiffin has done with the Lane Train now at Ole Miss? They do an amazing job. Um, he brought an NFL mentality to the team, uh, the way they work, the way he treat them. Um, I feel like he's doing an amazing job, and I hope that he stays there and continue to do it. And uh, I feel like we got some national championships to win. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're all wondering, like, how far can he take this thing? Because it's, right, a great accomplishment. Two 10-win seasons, first four years on the job, right? Now, you know, Georgia and Alabama still run the SEC, and the college football playoff is expanded to 12 teams next year. Do, do you believe that one day Lane could take this all the way and, and maybe win an Addy at, at Ole Miss? Most definitely, not even a question. Uh, he got all the pieces. Uh, he bringing in the right guys. They buying in. They listening. And like I said, you got an NFL mentality to that to that program, and you can tell the change. Talking to Dante Moncrief right now. Um, when you look at the current landscape of college football, right, name, image, and likeness, which I think is great for players. You also have the transfer portal, which I think there's some good and then also some bad. Just how do you react to someone that didn't have to go through these things when you see it playing on out with maybe some uh, experience and some wisdom to have on some of these young athletes? I mean, it's a big change. Like, college football is totally different. Like you said, the transfer portal. It's a good and a bad. It's good for a lot of guys, but it hurt a lot of high school guys. So, at the end of the day, I just think, like, you just got to choose where you feel like it's home. Go there and do everything that you can to stay there and get out of there. So, I'm trying to stay there forever and three years and get out. Talking to Dante Moncrief right now. So, you saw, right, Spencer Sanders, he transferred into Ole Miss, and he was a starter at Oklahoma State, and then Jackson Dart beat him out. And you don't really see any of Spencer Sanders this year. You know, that, it's life. Hey, you have to make a decision and you learn from the decision. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But we all talk about the good of the transfer portal. It's like one of those situations. Man, you, you could make what you think is the right choice in the moment. And then a year later, you go from being a starter to then being a backup and your college career is over. Yeah, it went over there. It was, it was a competition. The whole camp. And um, Jackson came out on top and he started. He, he played good the whole season. 
So it's not like he had a drought or a down year. He played really good. He won a lot of big games. So that's that's the situation that was there. And um, I mean, Spencer's a great guy, great kid. Everybody on the team loves him, talk, talk uh, highly of him. So I mean, I'm glad that he was a rebel. I feel like he pushed Dart to be better. Does it disappoint you at all? And I know it's a business decision. And you know, I know you're an honorary captain, but a lot of times now. Uh, these games are, all right, do you make the, the semifinal or, or not? And then all the other bowl games start to feel irrelevant. I, I think Ole Miss only had one major opt-out. Penn State's had five or six. But you look around some of these other bowl games, and like Florida State, I think there's 20 guys uh, that are opting out or something like that. Is that disappointing to you, or do you kind of get it from the business side of it? I mean, it's, it's, you can't really say it's, it's, it's people's choices. It's their decisions and what they feel. Uh, I mean, if you opt out, you just – that's your choice. You stay to play. You play with your boys. Y'all get a win. You feel good. I mean, you can't say a good or a bad because at the end of the day, it's, they're a grown man. They make their own decision, and you just got to go with it. When you look at Ole Miss now, and we look at Ole Miss on, on Sundays in the NFL, especially the position you played at wide receiver, you think of DK Metcalf, and you think of A.J. Brown and what they were able to do at Ole Miss, and now to the next level that they've taken it in the pros. Just how about your thoughts on the two receivers that they've really turned out to be in the NFL? Well, those guys were good in high school. Um, they played against each other in high school. That's the crazy thing. And uh, just the work they put in at Ole Miss, being around the, the guy like Elijah Moore who came in, who he brought a different feel to the game at Ole Miss. He taught those guys a lot. And those guys elevated with each other, and you can tell. And uh, they continue to put Ole Miss on. I'm glad the way they play. They're, they're good Mississippi kids. I'm proud of them. You started your career with the Colts. I don't know how much you still keep tabs on Indianapolis, but what a year this has been. Uh, they lost their quarterback, unfortunately. They've been have, without Jonathan Taylor for a big chunk of the season, and they still got a chance to make the playoffs. Shane Steichen really doing an impressive job there in year one. Oh, yeah, the organization, man. It's, it's a winning organization. Uh, from when I was there up to now, like, they they, they want to win. They can do whatever they have to do to wins. Those guys are always going to play hard. Their defense right now is playing phenomenal. Um, their front is really, really strong. And um, Manchu is doing really good. Even not giving his credit, but he's really playing really good right now. When you get in that locker room and you get ready to speak to the team, I'm sure Lane Kiffin's going to have you speak to the team as an honorary captain. Just what's your message going to be to Ole Miss before they take the field going up against Penn State? It's SEC versus everybody. That's the word. We got to come out here and dominate this game and show why SEC is the best to play in. So go out there and get a win in Atlanta, finish strong, and get ready for this big season coming up. Last thing I'll ask you, I know we always remember uh, Andre Johnson as a Houston Texan, but he also played with the Colts, and you were a teammate of his just what were you able to take for, from Andre Johnson? Man, one of the best guys I've ever been around. Uh, the knowledge that he gave me, um, just watching him practice, the way he worked, the way he studied, I mean, he changed my game a lot. And I feel like uh, when Andre came there, he really elevated me. Just just to seeing a guy like that and the stuff that he did. So I just motored a lot after him, and I took care of my body. He taught me things. It was great to have Andre in my locker room. So you got to learn from some good people, not only Andre Johnson, but also Reggie Wayne. What, what are all these years later, what did you take away from Reggie? Uh, the way you treat your body, the stuff that you eat, hydration, the way you practice is the way you play. Uh, Reggie went easy on me, man. Reggie, Reggie was tough on me early on, and uh, I feel like it really helped me a lot having guys like that around me. You know, I know that it's it, they're just uh, it's such a pile up right now to get into the Hall of Fame, and you know they're they're finalists. But it's it's crazy that those two guys, like when I think Reggie Wayne, I think great wide receiver, Andre Johnson, great wide receiver. You would think they both would already be in the Hall of Fame, but they still got to wait, and, and maybe this will end up being their year. Yeah, those two guys are legends, man. At this position, man, they're they're, they're guys. If you say great receivers, there's two guys that come up. So 
I had a, I had a chance to learn from both of them, be around them, and a great opportunity for me, man. I still talk to those guys. Those are good guys. Well, Dante, we appreciate the time. Good luck uh, being an honorary captain for Ole Miss going up against Penn State, and I appreciate you doing this. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> there we go. Uh, howdy, howdy to wrap it up. You know what? It's actually funny. One of my best friends uh, married a, a Southern gal, and she is a big-time Ole Miss fan. And she went to Ole Miss, and the family's become big-time Ole Miss fans. I, I get a text from one of my best friends <laughs> during uh, Christmas last week. And she goes, my mother-in-law, or he goes, my mother-in-law is yelling at the Christmas table how it's great that Lane Kiffin got the extension, how Lane Kiffin got, uh, you know, 10 wins this year, but it means nothing if he's only going to be a 10-win coach each and every year at Ole Miss. So Ole Miss fans, they are starting to look bigger now in terms of, all right, we got a little our feet wet, two 10-win seasons under Lane. He got the long-term deal. Now it's time to take that next step. Talking about the next step, before we get to Dexter Henry, I know Dexter Henry is a big fan of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and he'll be doing our updates today. Yes, sir. Where are you at with uh, Mike Tomlin, who hasn't won a playoff game since 2016? Are you ready to move on from Tomlin, or is it, all right, we're, we're, we're still good to go with Coach T? Still good to go with Coach T. Anybody moving on from Coach T or thinking about that right now, I think they're crazy. Still good to go. He's fine. Probably won't make the playoffs. I predicted the Steelers this year to go nine and eight. That's probably what they're going to do. Yeah, but Steelers fans will tell you that's that's what they've become. That they have gotten far away from the standard of of winning Super Bowls. Listen, I get it when fan bases get spoiled, but you know what's it, you, competency is good. You don't want to be the Jets or some of the teams. That, I'm not trying to throw shots at other teams, but don't have any competency. I'd rather be competent, incompetent. Tom's a good coach. I still think they have to figure out what is. Can he pick at the real deal at quarterback? No. You say no, and I'm fine with that. Are you going to find a quarterback? The defense is there. There are talented weapons on offense. Absolutely. So I don't. But, but think here's it's my coaching. fear. Yeah, go ahead. The, because we saw this when Big Ben was there, when mm-hmm. the offense with the killer bees was cruising, mm-hmm. the defense stunk. Then Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell ended up in the Jets after the whole contract situation, and Ben just started to deteriorate because his body wasn't holding up. And then the defense got really good. And then the offense stinks. So this defense is really good, but they're getting older. Yep. That's my fear is that when this defense starts to get a little bit older, then the offense will be ready, but then the defense won't be good to go. Right, and everything you're saying They is, can never get on the same page. It's right, amazing for the but, last 10 years. But everything you're saying is accurate. That's not a coaching issue, right? Like what you just said, that's not mm-hmm. a coaching issue. And, and the one knock I had on Tomlin was playing Pickens. And I get it. I You know, Pickens had 200 yards receiving – But when you have a guy saying, I'm not going to block because I was afraid to get hurt, you needed to put up the effort that you you did when the coach uh, puts you back on the field. But I thought that was a bad look for Mike Thomas. So it's a one thing that I was really critical of him. I think think it was fair to be critical of that. I think it was interesting when teammates called him out for the not blocking, right? You needed to send the message there. I would have liked to have seen that as well, too. So I'm with you on that. But as far as coaching goes, I still think he should be the coach leader. But if it doesn't happen... Pittsburgh fans are going to miss him. <laughs> There's a lot of teams that will be lined up to, to sign Mike Thomas. So two things. Mm-hmm. Commanders call you, and the commanders could be picking in the top five. Mm. And they say, first-round pick for, mm. for Coach Tomlin. What do you say? I say no. You say no. I okay. still say no. I still think it's hard to find a good coach in this league that can lead. 
However, I know it's tempting. It's tempting. I got to stop mm. and think about it, Zach. Yeah, because a top five pick could be your quarterback of the future. Ab- absolutely. No doubt about that. Franchise altering, but do you have the right coach? That's my thing. If they move on from Tomlin, I'm kind of tossing Who this the to heck you. are they bringing right, in? Right, right. That's the thing I got to You're, you're, you're to probably that. going to a, a Ben Johnson, right, with the, with the Lions. With the you're Lions, hoping to go get good. him. Yep. Which, how many how many times you have a, a hotshot coordinator that doesn't pan out to be a good coach? It, right. it happens all the time. Right. It's like quarterbacks in the draft. Oh, this quarterback's going to be great. This quarterback's going to be great. And they end up being bust. All right, I'll give you one more. Okay. Because I threw this out yesterday. And a lot of Steelers fans aren't happy with me. And all I said was, if I'm Russell Wilson, yeah. I think an intriguing destination for me I saw you tweet this would out. be the Steelers and the Falcons. And you know what? For a year or two, on a cheap, team-friendly deal, I don't think it would be a bad option as well for the Steelers and the Falcons because we all know Desmond Ritter isn't the answer. I love Taylor Ham Heineke, but he isn't the answer with the mm-hmm. Falcons. And for the Steelers... Uh, Mason Rudolph. I know you're a pit alum, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I, eh. yeah. And Pitt- I'd rather have a small quarterback than a quarterback with small hands. <laughs> I've heard you say this before. When I saw you put this out, mm-hmm. right, and I didn't hear you say it on the air, but I saw you put it out. My reaction was like, "Man, Zach's tripping. We can't have Russell Wilson in here for a couple of years. He hasn't looked that great until the end of last year. But he's a good stopgap guy. He's better I, than what you got right now. I hear you on that." Here's my this let me like here, like here's the problem. Okay. The Steelers are never going to suck enough where they're going to be in position to go get the dude in the draft unless they trade up to do so. So you and need a, not been a placeholder and in order to get someone via trade or free agency. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think Pickett deserves another year under a fresh offensive coordinator to see what you can out of him? Are you done because you're anti-small hands? Well, I was being a little facetious. <laughs> I know, facetious. I'm, I know, I'm messing um, <laughs> I think he's de- – I don't want to say deserving of the other year. I would like to see him without Matt Canada, and Canada got fired, but then Pickett got hurt. And, right. And he's not, he's not playing this week. It's Mason Rudolph, and then I'm I'm going to imagine they don't play him in the final week of the season. Yeah, I got to think um, so. As well, it depends where they're going to be in the playoff push, too. Um, I- I'm okay with bringing Pickett back, but I don't like it. You don't like it. Let me throw one other thing at you. Mm-hmm. If the Bears are moving on from Justin Fields. Pounce. Yes. I'm Pounce. With, I'm with you on this. Pounce. I'm with you on this. Don't even think. I'm with you on this. Like, that could be a long-term answer. And see, and, and I I think, I think Justin Fields is good. I mm-hmm. just don't think he's been in the right environment to succeed. The Bears have been a mess. And I think you put him with Tomlin in the Berg with the Steelers. I can see him succeeding. With the weapons they have, I can totally see him succeeding. Well, let's actually hold that thought. There's already one team that is reportedly interested in, in trading someone in the dra- in the draft, right, mm-hmm. and trading up to move up in the draft, that would make Justin Fields available. I'll tell you who that team is that wants that pick that the Bears are going to have at number one overall, and this would allow Justin Fields to become available when the Zach Gelb Show returns after these short messages. Update time first. Here is Dexter Henry. All right, it's Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. You can stream the NFL and Wessel One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Wessel One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Wessel One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. So the Carolina Panthers, in all likelihood, are going to have the number one overall pick, and that goes to the Chicago Bears from the aftermath 
of the Bryce Young trade. What the Bears are going to do is going to be a heavily debated topic because the Bears could trade back and they could keep Justin Fields. Depending how far they trade back, they could maybe still get Marvin Harrison Jr. Or they could say, well, you basically have two years left because you have the fifth-year option as well. We don't know if Fields is going to be the guy that we want to pay. So let's reset our time clock right now. We'll trade Justin Fields to maybe a team like Dexter was talking about, the Steelers, or to somewhere else, and we'll take Caleb Williams or Drake May number one. And then we have another pick, which since the Bears are winning some games now, which is at eight, where we could stay at eight or use that pick and some other draft capital that we have to move up the first round draft board and maybe end up getting another talented player to surround Caleb Williams with if you do, in fact, make Caleb Williams or Drake May the number one overall pick. Well, here is already talk about a move that there's one team that really wants to get the number one overall pick, and they are currently right now the third overall pick. So this is from Dan Graziano of ESPN. There's some thought around the league that Washington is very interested in Caleb Williams, a Washington, D.C. native, who's the strong favorite to be picked first overall. The commanders, with the break here or there over the next couple of weeks, could find themselves in a position to either draft Williams or trade up a spot or two to get him. And you know what? The more and more I think about this, and and I think Caleb Williams is a good player. I do. I think he sometimes gets a a little bit overhyped. And this year, I know his defense was terrible. He did not play well, though, individually in that Notre Dame game. And also, I wasn't all that thoroughly impressed with Drake May. Like, with the way that we were, were hearing about Williams and May this year, I thought they would have been absolute rock stars. And maybe at USC and also at UNC, they weren't able to be those rock stars this year. But USC was a team before the year. I didn't think this way, but a lot of people thought they would win the Pac-12 championship. There were some people that were picking UNC to win the ACC championship. And neither of those teams even came close to sniffing being in their conference championship games. So I what and I know it's it's not an individual sport and it's a team sport, but I wasn't blown away what I saw from Caleb Williams and Drake May this year. Like last year, I was blown away with what I saw from Caleb Williams when he won the Heisman. But this year, like I thought they were good players. But a lot of times when you're jockeying to go get one of these guys in the draft and you hear the obsession all throughout the year, like the obsession was that these are great players. Like, Caleb Williams is a generational player, and Drake May is not that far off behind him. And just recently, the generational player was Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence had one bad year. Okay, you chalk it up to to, uh, Urban Meyer. Then he had a good year. And now this year, I know he's been injured, but it's been underwhelming. Like, they have not showed up in big games up against big opponents when they were at home against the Chiefs against the 49ers, against the Ravens as well. So I look at what the Bears are doing, and I've come around on this, where I would have never said this a few weeks ago, and and now I'll say it. I think the best course of action would be for the Chicago Bears to make a trade with the Washington Commanders. As long as the Commanders are somewhere two through four, 
You fall back a little bit. You get future draft capital. You keep Justin Fields. And then you make sure that you also get Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I really do believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. People will say Williams. People will say May because it's the quarterback. The best player in this draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. If I had to make a bet on one player in this draft to go on to be an all-time great and be a Hall of Famer, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. What that dude did this past season at Ohio State was magnificent. He didn't really have a good quarterback. Like, look at all the wide receivers you talk about in the sport. Like, Adunze at Washington. He had Michael Penix Jr. You know, the, the Oregon receivers, they had Bo Nix. Like, really good quarterbacks. And people are like, oh, well, should Marvin Harrison Jr. win the best wide receiver of the country? Of course. Because he was so valuable to his team. And even in that Michigan game where they didn't use him nearly enough, he was the only reason why they were in the damn game. I really do believe that Marvin Harrison Jr., and we have months and months to dissect this, but he is the best player going into this draft. And a lot of times it's about the situation. So if you bring in Caleb Williams, yeah, sure, you have DJ Moore. But if it's just you, just having DJ Moore, is Caleb Williams really going to reach his full potential in Chicago with the coaching staff? I don't even know if they're going to be there or coaching staff that right now I don't trust. I would probably bet on no. So you have some momentum building right now with Justin Fields. I think you continue to build off that momentum. And even if you don't trade the number one pick and take Marvin Harrison Jr. number one, I'm okay with that. Then maybe trade your, your seventh or eighth pick, whatever the other first round pick is, and you could recoup more draft capital. But in, my, in a perfect world, my plan would be number one pick you trade down a spot or two to a team that wants the quarterback, wants Williams, you get some picks back, then you're able to get Williams. I really want to see Justin Fields with Caleb Williams and DJ, uh, with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore next year. And, and I think that's the way that you could set Justin Fields up to succeed. I love the idea, right? I actually love the idea of going with Justin Fields uh, and then bringing him guys around him, especially someone like Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. My only concern is that the Cardinals right now have the number two pick. They're not going with the quarterback. It's a quarterback. great point. So if you trade out... You need the commanders to get the two, which is not crazy. Exactly. You, you need to have that pick available. You cannot let the Cardinals pick ahead of you because they're mm-hmm. taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. So, like, if you go back with the Patriots or the Commanders to three, four, or five, even with the Chargers... Yeah, you, won't, you probably won't get Marvin Harrison. You're not getting Marvin Harrison. Yeah. So, I, I love the idea. I just worry that if you trade back, you're mm-hmm. losing out on that, on that guy because the Cardinals are at two. So, this is what I will tell you. If it came down to, at the number one overall pick, not trading it back or taking Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, or trading it back and losing Marvin Harrison Jr., taking Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. I think so, too. And then also, it shows where the sport is right now. Look at the trades that just happened with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and the contract those guys got. Like, in the NFL, the number one most important position is quarterback. Then after that, you could probably argue it's left tackle, right? Protecting the blind side of the quarterback. But after that, I think it's wide receiver now. I, I, I really do. Because wide receivers in a pass-heavy league, if you have an elite wide receiver, it is phenomenal. And I really do think Marvin Harrison Jr. could walk into the league and have a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type of impact. I think in, in a very short time, 
he will be a top five receiver in the league or a top three wide receiver in the league. And and I, it's not that I've soured on Williams or May. They just, neither of them have blown me away this year. And Fields is showing you that he has something. And as long as Poles is there, because if a new GM comes in, I think they're blowing the entire thing up. But if Poles is still there, I would continue to ride with Fields. You have DJ Moore and find a way to get Marvin Harrison Jr. too. And then I say, okay, you finally got something in Chicago that you could uh, build with. Todd Blackledge will join us next. Zach Elch Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 